Job chapter 11, Job chapter 11, right? And you'll find that right after Job 10, all right? Just in case you need some help there, right? Job 11, find it right after Job 10. And let's read verses 13 through 20. Job 11, verses 13 through 20. Say this in the word of God. If thou prepare thine heart and stretch out thine hands toward him, if iniquity be in thine hand, put it far away and let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacles. For then thou shalt lift up thy face without spot. Yea, thou shalt be steadfast and shalt not fear. Because thou shalt forget thy misery and remember it as waters that pass away. And thine age shall be clearer than the noonday. Thou shalt shine forth, thou shalt be as the morning. And thou shalt be secure because there is hope. Yea, thou shalt dig about thee, and thou shalt take thy rest in safety. Also thou shalt lie down, and none shall make thee afraid. Yea, many shall make suit unto thee. But the eyes of the wicked shall fail, and they shall not escape, and their hope shall be as the giving up of the ghost. Job 11, verses 13 through 20. Let's pray together again. Again, please remember uh, Brother Melvin. Please remember uh, the McLeans and uh, others that are in need this morning. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you through the blood and name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we do have so much to thank you for, so much uh, uh, to praise you for. Uh, dear God, and I pray that we would uh, uh, meditate on that and think on that, and Lord, we would be here with grateful hearts this morning, with a sincere desire uh, to worship you, dear God. And I pray that we would be here with listening hearts, attentive hearts, <laughs> tender hearts. Uh, dear God, I pray that our desire would be towards you. Lord, help each one that's listening. Help each one that's here, uh, dear God. Lord, we want to leave a little bit better, a little bit different, uh, uh, dear God, a little bit, uh, 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 with a little bit more pep in our step, if you will, as we walk out, dear God, because you helped us through thy word and through thy spirit. Lord, there's somebody here listening or uh, here this morning that needs to be saved. God, again, we pray that you would draw that heart unto you. Oh, Lord, that great Holy Ghost conviction would fall upon that heart. Lord, you'd open their eyes of understanding. And today, dear God, they'd see the reality, uh, dear God, of the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord God, transform their life in the forgiving of sin, the giving of eternal life, dear God, and the assurance of a daily active relationship with the Lord. Lord, we thank you for those that you've helped physically. We thank you for Brother uh, Pete being here, Sister Allison being here. We pray you touch others with uh, need this morning. Lord, we thank a special prayer for Melvin this morning, Lord. Lord, wherever he is right now, God, that you'd come by and, Lord, you'd just touch him. And, Lord, you'd overshadow him, God, and give him, uh, dear God, what he needs. And, Lord, we're glad, dear God, for your uh, faithfulness, dear God. And we just commit him to you and others. Lord, I'm so glad, dear Lord, that we can intercede on behalf of our brother and others and know that you hear and you care. Lord, again, we thank you for those you've already helped. Now, Lord, again, as we look at this thought, look at these portions of Scripture and everything, may Jesus get the honor and glory, for it's in his precious name we pray. Amen. Of course, uh, we look at this, uh, uh, we know the story of Job and what happened to him. And of course, uh, we know about his three lovely friends that show up, right? And so you can see uh, at the beginning of this chapter, you see uh, it talks, it names Zophar, Zophar, right? So this is uh, his writing here. And uh, so these are the words of Zophar, one of the friends of Job. And, uh, you know, of course, we, we, we joke about his friends 
And you see that, you know, uh, uh, he, his friends might have got it wrong about Job. And I think so far, you know, he got some things wrong about Job. But man, as I was looking at these verses, I think his words here concerning uh, getting right with God and hope are right on. So uh, as far as these verses are concerned, we might say this, so far, so good. Amen. I just had to say that for you, sister. I mean, I could not play off that name. So far, so good. I just thought that was a good name. Amen. I like it, man. You know, it'd be a good name to, for your, one of your sons. Anybody can have a son so far. That's a, good, that's a good name. Say, how's your son? So far, so good. Amen. Just trying to help you out there. You know, something to think about there, brother. All right. Something to think about. Amen. But, uh, you know, but I thought about this. I said, you know, uh, that sort of, I think his theology in these verses is actually good. You know, I said, you know, that's a lesson to us. You know, our theology might be right. Just because we have our theology right doesn't mean our attitude is always right. Doesn't mean our judgment of others and what we think is going on in their life is all right just because we got our theology right. You know, sometimes we tend to be that way as is, is Baptists. You know, sort of like uh, I've heard people say, hey, well, I know we're right, but how come they're nice? Well, you know, hey, we can be right and nice. Amen. We can be right and nice. And so, uh, and actually what, what sort of led me to this, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up, and I, you know, I got, I got thinking uh, about it this week, and I said, you know, uh, trying, to be, trying to be honest, I said, you know, you know what, what, what do I want to say I'm thankful? What am, I, what am I thankful for right now? What am I? And the word that came to my heart was hope. I got thinking about hope. And I said, you know, with all this uh, uh, craziness going on in the world, boy, something we can be thankful for is hope, amen, that we have hope that despite whatever may be going on in the world, whatever may be going on in life, no matter how dark and, and, and difficult things may seem, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, we can have hope, amen. And I said, man, that's what I want to be thankful for. If I can pick one thing this year to say I'm thankful for, as a child of God, I want to say this morning that I am thankful for hope. And I just want to give some words on that thought this morning of hope. Of course, first thing I want to notice is the uh, uh, derivation of our hope or, or, or where our hope is derived from. Of course, uh, Colossians 1.27, uh, portion of that verse says this, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Hey, listen, uh, uh, if you've got hope this morning, amen, it's because there's a specific day in your life when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Jesus came into your heart. And from that moment, amen, you have had a hope, amen, amen, uh, uh, that only uh, God can give. And so I'm glad that Jesus Christ, and I want that thought this morning, boy, uh, the, the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to talk a little bit about that this morning, amen, that true hope, amen, only comes from and through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And so aren't you glad you got Jesus, amen, and aren't you glad because of Jesus, amen, right there. How do you know he lives? Well, because he lives within my heart, amen. That lamb, I just love sometimes, I like to, you know, it'd be good just to maybe try this at work sometimes, just walk around here, say, what are you doing? Say, you're trying to make sure your heart's still beating? Say, oh, no, man, I got a lamb jumping around there. Sometimes I just like to enjoy that lamb jumping around, feel him jumping around in my heart. I got Jesus in my heart. So think about that this morning. If, 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 if Jesus is what gives hope, and of course that means if there's somebody here, somebody listen that doesn't have Jesus, what does that mean? That means they don't have hope. They don't have real hope. They don't have biblical hope. And the Bible says that those without Jesus Christ have no true hope. Ephesians 2.12 says that at that time, before you knew Jesus, at that time you were without Christ. 
And because you are without Christ, the Bible says, having no hope and without God in this world. So we, people need to understand that without Jesus Christ, you have no real hope in this life and you have no real hope, amen, in the afterlife. You need Jesus Christ to have true hope. So let's, uh, let's give the definition of our hope, the definition of our hope. Because our hope rests in Christ, our hope is different. The believer's hope, or what we might call biblical hope, right, is different than that of the world. The world uses the word hope. But the world's use of hope seems more like a wish. You know, I, I hope it happens. Uh, I, 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 I wish, I hope it happens. But, you know, it may or may not. They don't have the assurance that it'll happen. They just like hope that whatever it is they're desiring might happen. But that's different with the believer. That's different with the child of God. The believer's hope is based on someone and on something. Therefore, biblical hope has a security to it. The hope of the believer is a desire that they can most assuredly expect to come to pass. We know, amen, that what we hope in is going to come to pass. Therefore, the believer can have an attitude, if you will, in the right way, and confidence of absolute assurance and rest in that assurance that their hope will be obtained that their hope will be obtained. Notice that verse 18 again, what it says. And thou shalt be secure. That word secure means, again, that, that's the confidence. That's the safety. That's the security one feels from the assurance based on that which you are relying on. Of course, we are relying on the person of Jesus Christ. We're relying on the finished work of Jesus Christ. We're relying on the promises of Jesus Christ. And so therefore, since that is what we're resting on, since that is the, what we're leaning on as believers, amen, we can feel secure, amen, and that'll be expressed in, amen, uh, how we feel as believers. So it says, and that shall be secure. Again, why? Why, why? why are you secure? Here it is. Because there is hope. Amen. Because, I just love that statement. Because there is hope. Hey, hey, uh, uh, despite, again, what may be going on in the world, what may be going on in our nation, what may be going on in life, hey, you can feel secure this morning. Because of Jesus Christ, there is hope despite everything else. And these verses show us, I believe, I think these verses show us what a biblical hope will do for someone if they will yield to it. You see, uh, somebody, somebody that's lost, they might uh, uh, be out there and think there is no hope, and again, they have no hope. Their world is darkness, but then all of a sudden, amen, uh, they hear the message of Jesus Christ and a light, amen, comes on. That light of hope, comes into their life. Boy, if they'll come, amen, to that, they can get the help they need. So these verses uh, sort of show us what hope will do for us. Notice what it says here. Verse 13, if thou prepare thine heart. You see, hey, when you understand the hope that is in Jesus Christ, hope will give you what your heart needs. 
Hope will give you what your heart, heart needs. Amen? Hey, listen, uh, 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 if you're missing something in your heart, you need help in your heart, hey, the Lord Jesus Christ, the hope that's in him, will give you what your heart needs and help prepare your heart. It says this, and stretch out thine hands toward him. Amen? The truth of the gospel, the hope that's in the gospel, right? Hope will bring you to the right person, right? To the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. So hope will give your heart what it needs. It'll bring you to, uh, to the person that you need uh, uh, to have a relationship. Verse 14, if iniquity be in thine hand, put it far away and let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacle. You see, hope gives you a reason to deal uh, with uh, uh, the sin in your life. People may look and say, man, I've, I've, I've messed up my life or even a believer, maybe they've uh, done something. Amen. But the fact Amen. Uh, of, of who Jesus Christ is and what he's done gives you a reason. Amen. Hey, listen, you don't have to stay in your sin. You don't have to stay in that condition. There's hope for you. Right. Amen. You have a reason. Amen. To deal with your sin. Verse 15. For then shalt thou lift up thy face without spot. Yea, thou shalt be steadfast and shall not fear. Hope will give you spiritual stability. There's stability, amen? When you have that assurance, when you have that security, when you come to that place of, 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 of safety, amen, uh, knowing that your sins have been forgiven, right? You can be steadfast and you can live without fear. Verse 16, because thou shalt forget thy misery. Whew. Anybody have any misery in their life? They want to forget, they want to put behind them. Boy, listen, the fact that there's hope. Boy, when, you, when, you, when, when, you're, when, when, you're, when you're standing at the grave of that level, boy, aren't you glad there's the reality of hope? Aren't you glad there's the reality of hope? Uh, isn't that a beautiful verse right there? Think about that. Because thou shalt forget thy misery and remember it as waters that pass by. Boy, it doesn't seem like that's possible sometimes, does it? That some things that happen uh, in your life, that those things, but listen... The fact that we have a true hope, a real hope, amen, can, listen, put the hard times of life behind us and help us keep going. Hope will give you what you need to keep moving forward in life. Verse 17 says this, And thine age shall be clearer than the new day. Thou shalt shine forth, that shall be as the morning. That, that term age speaks of your span of life in the world. Right? That's what it's talking about, your, your, your age, your, your span of life. Right? You see, hope, amen, uh, gives, you, gives you something in this life, your span of life. Hope brings clarity and purpose to every stage of your life. You see, hey, when, when I started out in this thing 33 years ago, I was in a different stage of life, a different age of life, amen? Now I'm reading a different uh, age of life in the lower tarries, amen? But hey, uh, uh, when I came to know Jesus Christ at the age of 22, man, uh, my life uh, got clarity, my life got purpose. And 33 years later, amen, because I'm still resting in the hope, I'm still resting in what I have in Jesus Christ. You know what? My life still has clarity. My life still has purpose. My life still has stability, right? And so uh, uh, that's what hope will do for you. Verse 18, again, and thou shalt be secure. Hope brings peace to your life. But I want to get to the second half of this verse because to me there's something real exciting. And notice what it says. And yea, thou shalt dig about thee. Now that sounds like a funny statement. To us in this age, that sounds funny. Thou shalt dig about thee. 
you know, now some digging, you know, uh, I noticed this week that something's been digging out in our, our yard here. I found all these little holes. I think it's a mole. That's, I, don't, I don't like that kind of digging. Amen. This is talking about some good, uh, uh, an encouraging type of digging. Because what it's referring to, right, uh, back in that day, right, most people, you know, uh, they lived in tents and, and uh, 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 most people, uh, right, they didn't have a, a, a water system. Most people got their water from where? From a well, from a well. And so how did they get that? Well, they had to dig for it. They had to dig for it. And he says this, listen, uh, uh, listen, we, notice that statement again. Yea, thou shalt dig about thee, and thou shalt take thy rest in safety. And so I thought about it. Hey, when the world leaves you high and dry, hope will keep you digging. Hope will keep you digging. This is a reference to digging wells, which, of course, people had to do back then to have water. And so this reminded me of the story of Isaac. You remember the story of uh, Isaac? He kept having strife with others over wells. And he, what would he do? He would just dig another well till finally he found peace and rest. Genesis 22, 26, 21, and 22 say this. This gives a good thought concerning this statement here about digging. It says, and they digged another well and strove for that also. That's talking about Isaac and the inhabitants of the land where he was. It says, they digged another well and they strove over that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. Now, verse 22. And he removed from thence and digged another well. And for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. That's what we named our last church in Bulgaria, Rehoboth Baptist Church, because it means this. For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Amen. Hey, listen, uh, when times got tough and, and there was strife uh, with Isaac, you know what he did? He didn't get all sidetracked. Amen. He didn't get all caught up with what's going on. He just said, hey, hey, don't worry about them. Just dig another well. Amen. Uh, just find some fresh water. Amen. And everything's going to be all right. Listen, hey, uh, uh, God can give you what you need no matter what's going on in life. God can give you fresh, amen, and refreshing water no matter what's going on in your life. I always think about uh, um, uh, uh, the, the story in India, the, the children's home uh, that my church in Tennessee had. And uh, uh, there's a man named Siraj. He was over the children's homes in India. And uh, it was an amazing story. He got up at one of the meetings at the church and he said, oh, he, he held up a glass of water. And he said, oh, man, this is nothing for you guys. He said, but where I come from, he said, uh, it's a big deal to have uh, fresh water. He said, we don't have fresh water in our village. And so you all need to pray for us. And you know what? Uh, Pastor Potter got up and he said, he, he said this. He said, Siraj, you know what you need to do? You need to dig another well. You need to dig another well. Let's raise money to dig another well. And so uh, they raised the money to dig that well. And Siraj said, he said, I'm going to put up a sign that says, because they were surrounded by Muslims and Hindus and everything. And Siraj said, I'm going to put up a sign that says, this well is being built to the glory of Jesus Christ. And Pastor Potter, that sounds good, doesn't it? But Pastor Potter said, no, don't you put up that sign. Don't put up that sign before those Muslims and Hindus that you are digging this well to the glory of Jesus Christ. He says, you just dig that well, and when you get fresh water, they're going to know that your God did that. And that's exactly what happened, amen? Uh, when they dug that well and they got fresh water, those Hindus and Muslims came to Siraj and said, only your God could have done this. Only your God could have done this. And you know what they did? Even though that well was on the property of the children's home, they opened it up to everybody in that village so everybody can come to the children's home there and get fresh 
water. Boy, that's what we need to do. Listen, uh, when life is dark, when life is hard, when it feels like everything's going around and it seems like, hey, man, uh, what are we going to do? Hey, you know what? Uh, dig another well to the glory of God and let them know that, listen, your God is still alive and that you still have hope. Amen. And you can still bring forth. Listen, as a child of God, amen, you can still bring forth the fresh, refreshing waters. Amen. Uh, that come from God. I love that thought. Dig a well. And then look what it says there. And thou shalt, and thou shalt make, take thy rest in safety. And that's what you can do, amen, when you have hope. When you have hope. So thank God, amen, for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And boy, what wonderful verses those are. But notice next, the dedication of our hope. The dedication of our hope. You see, once Christ becomes our hope, we can rest in the assurance there will always be that ray of hope, again, even in our darkest hour. Like Abraham, amen? No matter how, how, how the situation appears, and boy, that's the key, appears, we know, again, that God is always in control, amen? And God has all power to step in and move and do at his timing and to his glory. And like it says about Abraham, he hoped against hope. I don't care what the situation looks like. I don't care how things appear in this country right now. I don't care how, uh, how, how difficult things may seem. Hey, listen, uh, as children of God, we know, listen, nothing can quench our hope, amen? Uh, nothing can extinguish uh, the fire of our hope. We can hope against hope despite what is going on all around us. And we have all these assurances in the word of God. I mean, why shouldn't we have hope today? First of all, again, we have Jesus Christ as our personal savior. And the Bible makes it clear. Listen, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Hey, listen, hey, nothing, nothing going on in this world, nothing going on in life. Listen, he loves you. He cares about you. He knows what's going on in your life. He cares about what's going on in your life. And nothing, amen, can separate you from the love of God. He's given us the promise that he'll never leave us nor forsaketh. Hey, how, how could you lose hope, amen, when you know that nothing can separate you from the love of God, when you know that he'll never leave you for forsake you? Well, I, I'll never forget being in that war zone uh, in Moldova when they were having that civil war. I know I've mentioned it. And here are these people, their homes are being tore apart. Their families are separated. Their men are down the road fighting. And I could look those people in the eye. Well, we could hear the battle down the road. And I could look those people in the eye and say, listen, nothing can separate us from the love of God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. We cannot lose our salvation. Nothing can take your salvation. I love this verse in Titus 1-2. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. Listen, of course you can't lose hope. Listen, you have a God that cannot lie. You have a book full of promises written by a God that cannot lie and who cannot be stopped. I love that verse in Isaiah where it talks about God made a decision and then it says this, who can disannul it? Who can disannul it? Who can stop the hand of God from doing what it wants to do? Nobody can. Nothing can stop the hand of God. Therefore, nothing, amen, can take our hope away from us. We can't lose our salvation. We have the great comforter. The Holy Spirit is always in us. God's word is there for us to claim. Verses like this. I, lo I love these verses. Of course, you, you know them, and they should be highlighted in your Bible. But Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. Listen to this. This I recall to mind. Boy, that's the thing to do. When, 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 you, when you're when you feeling a little bit down, you might be feeling a little bit discouraged, amen, because uh, you're looking down instead of up. 
Do this, recall to mind. He said, this I recall to mind, therefore have I hope. And what did he recall to mind that, 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 that amen, gave him the assurance of the hope that he has? It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Hey, uh, before your alarm went off this morning, the mercies of God were right there waiting on you. The compassions of God were right there waiting on you, ready for whatever may unfold in your life today. Amen. The mercies of God are there. The compassions of God are there. What great is thy faithfulness. Hey, how can I lose hope? No matter what comes my way, how can I lose hope when I know that I have a God of great faithfulness, amen, that's there with me and there for me. Great is thy faithfulness. That is the dedication of hope. He said, listen, hey, listen, I'm, I'm in you. The Holy Spirit's in you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I'll never leave you nor forsake me. You have a, you can't lose your salvation. You've got a book full of promises. Amen. And, and, and you've got the, the covered all these things with you. Listen, my friends, well, again, as, as we saw the other day, we've, we, not only do we have, amen, are there more on our side, amen, uh, around us, but there's more within us. Amen. They could, come get, they could come against us. The dedication of our hope. Finally, the destination of our hope. Amen. Listen, our hope is taking us somewhere. We're headed towards a destination. Titus 2.13 says this, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, our hope has a destination. Our hope, amen, had a beginning point. When we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Amen. But our hope has an ending point. It's taking us somewhere. Biblical hope gives you something. Biblical hope gives you something, and then it takes you somewhere to meet Jesus face to face. Praise the Lord. When so much of life seems uncertain and insecure, we can go through life with a guaranteed certainty and blessed assurance with the hope that we have. I know I, I, that doesn't mean it's always easy. That doesn't mean it's always fun, amen? But despite what's going on around us, despite what's going on in us, listen, we can raise our head high. We can have confidence, amen? We can stand secure in who we are and what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? So I want to say I am thankful. If I could just pick one word to say and one thing to say I'm thankful for this year, with all this craziness, amen, uh, that's happening. And funny that it happened in 2020, which is, you know, 2020 means clear vision, perfect vision. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we've, got, we've got a perfect view of how messed up this world is. That's what 2020 gave us. 2020 gave us a clear view of how messed up this world is. But you know what? It should also give us a clear view of how good our God is, how true this book is, amen? And it should give us a clear view of the hope that we have, in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that it does. I like we'll finish with this verse, Psalm 16, 9. Psalm 16, 9 says this. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Hey, listen, even when, hey, listen, if I should go by way of the grave instead of by way of the cloud, even when I lay down, amen, I'm going to be able to lay down in hope. Well, I think about Melvin. I think about, I think about uh, uh, Melvin and all that he's, he's gone through these last uh, few years. And, it, it, you know, I, I, I've been uh, going and visiting him. Uh, before, I used to go every week, and then all this stuff happened. And now I'm able to, I've been able to go back and start visiting him again. And, and you know, it's, 
it's, you know, it's not easy to go see somebody in that condition. Oh, man, but, but one, 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 of the, one of the great memories of my life, one of the great memories of my life, you know how it is, uh, Brother Thomas remembers going with me, and, and we'd go to the hospital when he was there before he went to, to the home. He had, we, we, we take, he had a picture of his mother in there, and we'd take a picture of his mother, and we'd say, we'd say, Melvin, who's this? Who's this? And, you know, he, didn't, he, he sort of looked at it like he knew he should have knew who that was, but he didn't understand who that was. And, and he, of course, he's known uh, Brother Thomas for years, and we say, hey, do you know who this is? Do you know who this is? And, you know, I'd just ask him questions just to try and stimulate something. Once in a while, you'd get a word or, or two from him. But he never really uh, uh, gave much. But I'll never forget that day. I walked in that hospital room, and he, he, he was in that bed with, uh, with, with the cage around it because, he, you know, he rolled all the time and for his safety. And, uh, and, and I'd ask him if he knew who his mother was. I'd ask him a couple other and he, 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 he didn't respond one thing. And he was just, he was just setting you know, how he was, he, was, he was balled up like that and, and with his head down. And I, I, I don't know, just the Lord touched my heart about it. I, I, I started to walk out, and I turned around, and I looked at him, I just I just... I anyways, for whatever reason I asked, I just looked and I said, Melvin, do you know who your Savior is? And he, just, he just looked up, he just looked up, just like an innocent child. Like, for one, for one split second, he snapped out of whatever world it was he was in. And he just looked up and he said, Jesus Christ. And just put his head back down and I said, Man, even, even with all that, even with all that, even with, we don't know, he, he could go any moment now. But listen, even that, watching that old body deteriorate, amen, we can say with assurance, we don't know what's going on in his mind, we don't know what's going on in his body, but we know this, in his heart, there's still a hope. In his heart, that's a, I mean, only God can do that. Only God can do that, that, he, he can't even respond to the picture of his own mother. He can't respond, but amen. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, he's enough. He's enough. He's enough that no matter what comes your way in life, you don't have to lose hope, amen. You can, you can just let, like I said about those things, miseries of life, you can just let them keep passing on. And you can keep marching forward, amen, as a servant of the living God, as a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says in this verse, we finish it, and thou shalt be secure, thou shalt be secure, because there's hope. We, as the children of God, no matter what else is going on in our life, we are secure because there's hope, amen, through the person of Jesus Christ.